With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Maybe Perlo Wisdom and Rico in Berry. What up? Thanks. What up? How's it going? Welcome to NHL Nightly, sponsored by Fans First Sports Network. We're going places, moving and shaking. This is episode 13, Lucky 13, IAF. That might be my buddy in Colorado. I'm sure he's not happy with his uh, avalanche performance tonight. I don't have the scoreboard up to date. I will not have it tonight. We just ran out of time. Stuff happens. I'll try to update it as the show goes, but we have a ton of stuff. So I'm going to show the NHL's. Uh, I'll show the NHL's uh, website. Salty, thanks for being in our mod. Salty. Yeah, both your teams played like crap. I thought the Red Wings were going to get back into it, but uh, the Jets were playing with heavy hearts. It was a good game. I feel like Detroit could hang their hat on. They gave it a good effort, but uh, tried to watch as much of that game as I could. Final score Jets for um, uh, I, I, I hate hockey right now. Yeah, dude, the Avs laid an egg against Pittsburgh for nothing. Uh, 
sure would have been nice to uh, see Pittsburgh get the crap beat out of them by the Avalanche. The Avalanche been looking really good, so hopefully that doesn't give Pittsburgh momentum. Uh, I really want to see them be a, a dumpster fire the entire year, just like the Edmonton Oilers. Um, no offense. I just root for these stories when things are supposed to be the way everybody thinks them are and they're not. So it doesn't matter who the team is. If a team's supposed to be really good, I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of root against them. So, uh, ducks, ducks, four, three and overtime beat, give the Boston Bruins their first regulation loss of the season in Boston, no less. Did not even tune into that game. Felt bad. Hurricanes come back and beat the Kraken 3-2. I think we've talked about this on the show, boys. Kraken are in trouble. Uh, I think it'll be good for them to miss the playoffs, honestly, though. They really do need to get some of that high-level talent like Vegas has got. I I love the team they put together. They had a nice little playoff win and beat the defending Stanley Cup champions and made it to the second round and gave Dallas all they could handle. I think that was a great story. I think they're okay not making the playoffs for a year or two. Probably wouldn't be we'd be bad. So um Jets beat the wings 4-1. We were talking about that with our friend Salty in the chat. Uh Blue Jackets were up 3-1 in the third, and the Canadians came back and won an OT. So that's a that's a heartbreaker for the Blue Jackets. Cause I, I do think they are they think they are a playoff team. And I'll be honest with you. And the Met, the Penguins don't look good. The Capitals don't look good. The Devils are good, but the Capitals just beat them. So they're, they're, they're kind of a 500 team right now. Nobody, it looks like nobody's going to run away with the Metro. And Blue Jackets, if they stay in the mix, you know, not out of the question. Anyway, uh, just Senators are are losing 3-2 to the Isles. There's five minutes left in that game. Leafs are up 2-1 on the Stars. Thought this would be a real tester for the Leafs, but the fact that Scott Wedgwood is in net, I kind of like, eh, I don't know if that's... But this is definitely the best team your Leafs have played this year, Rico, and my opinion, and a lot of people's. Flyers are beating the crap out of the Wild, 6-2. Do not F with the Flyers this year. And the Blues are up 2-0 on the Flames. That's going into the first and are going into the second. Supposed to be starting here any moment. And we're 0-0 through one with the Edmonton Oilers, New York Rangers. Those are the jerseys I got behind me. That's going to be the rest of the game. The story of the day before I shut up and let Rico and and uh, uh, Perlo talk is that Shane Pento is suspended 41 games. Yeah by the NHL for gambling. And before we go into it, I I, I read the rules. This is what I understand. NHL players are allowed to gamble on non-hockey stuff, just not on team premises. So he bet with his phone or something while he was in the locker room or something. I don't know the extent. All I'll say is somebody tweeted it out and I thought it was hilarious. Todd Bertuzzi End Steve Moore's career gets 20 games. Dude bets on his phone at the team facility. 41 games! Now, I know things are different now. It's odd. What are your thoughts on this whole situation? Rico, I want to hear from you first. With uh, 
with Pinto, man, it, it's kind of weird that it just got covered up for a little bit. But I got I got one saying. I'm just waiting for someone to spill the beans. No no pun intended. Get it? Pinto? Beans? Somebody's got to spill the beans. Yeah. Somebody. Hey, Anybody? To throw Anybody? in that terrible joke. <laughs> yeah, real quick. To throw in on that terrible joke, somebody in the chat today on Daily Faceoff when I was listening to Cerevelli talk about it said, Shane Pinto is going to be driving a Pinto soon. And I said, there's like three of us that know what the fuck a Ford Pinto is yeah. <laughs> in this chat. Because it's yeah. such an old car. And I, and I, got, I was like, yep, I was right. <laughs> anyway, the, I thought uh, that Pinto joke. The engine right. in the back. The engine in the back, Pinto. Um, anyways, yeah, there's not too many people that certainly know what a Pinto is or the fact that it had the engine in the back of the car. Um, but anyways, you were saying, just think about this. Think about this for a second, okay? They were having like serious... Um, I know this is going to sound crazy, but they were having serious uh, problems with Pinto. He wasn't taking the dollar. I don't know. He, it sounded like he was just asking for the moon and he was going to sit out. Now, if you want to get out of that situation and you know that Pinto likes to gamble, do you, you see what I mean? Because now he has to take his contract that they offered him to begin with is he was so whatever he was asking for he has to take it because if you're not under contract your suspension doesn't start until you are under contract so he now has to sign his contract right away which is basically like 867,000 or something like that he was probably asking for 3 or 4 million and now I, he has I heard he was that. asking for Two million a year. Two million. Not, didn't he year. get flagged by like? Didn't the betting site flag the NHL? Isn't that the story of yeah. how it came about? So like, how how the hell does a betting site, I guess, know you're on team premises when you're making that bet? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, or it's it's all, so here's what it is. Get out. All the IP. Well, they. I think they have to, right? So all the IP addresses so if you use your cell phone right and it pings off a tower near a, a building they know right where you are that's how they find people that's how law enforcement find lost people and shit if they have cell phones they're able to get so uh, i'll just say if it's the gambling sites probably because it you know like isn't isn't only certain gambling stuff allowed in ontario and like some of the other provinces don't have gambling right or something no we are, we're, no, gambling is legal. All, all well, but I hear a lot of it on, on your Canadian when I want, listen to sports, and I hear a lot of uh, uh, in Ontario only contests and bets and stuff. Bet 365 in Ontario. No, no, you can bet you, okay. okay. All, yeah, all gambling is legal here in Canada, okay? So yeah, it's not that way in the States, obviously. There's still, like, mm -hmm. half the U.S. hasn't legalized sports gambling anyway, which they're supposed to. Uh, just the Supreme Court said, you know, it was legal. Uh, I just... Uh, I just think that they're obligated to tell because they don't know if the player's going to gamble on 
like team like NHL stuff. I, I guarantee if the if it was hockey, they just ban them. Because they're not gonna do they're not going down that road. Like the NFL hammered a bunch of guys for gambling, just and they weren't gambling on NFL games, they were gambling on other stuff, like NBA and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, gambling acts track your location if you're in legal gambling area. This is from my buddy Darren Ogle in in uh, Jefferson County, Colorado, right side out of Denver. Season ticket holder for the Avs. Darren, if you want to come on, give me a thumbs up and I'll throw the link in. And, or I can text it to you. But uh, anyway, Darren's an old Army buddy of mine. Love to hear. I love to hear. It. I know he watched the entire uh, Avs game and was uh, not pleased. Um, they had some change. I just felt like they didn't get any puck luck either in that game. So, uh, there's that. Um, yeah, didn't get to watch the Seattle Kraken game. Cause it's, again, once again, blacked out for Alaska, like NHL, what the fuck are you doing? Perlo, go ahead and give your thoughts on the, uh, Shane Pinto. Well, we were just like, I, I was saying, I think it's kind of suspicious to me because, that kind of information just doesn't seem to get out. I mean, there's lots of players that gamble on hockey. Are you kidding me? Well, tons. I'm, and I wonder. So, I wonder like, why why would this one person in this time when they need to get out of his contract, all of a sudden it comes out that he's, yeah, something seems fishy to me, man. Well, and, and I wonder what site it was he was gambling on. I'd be curious because the NHL has absolutely no problem taking money from all these gambling sites. Right. You know, and then with no evidence right, to get on NHL games, you know, something just doesn't add up. Something it's doesn't sad, add they up. They said right away it was not hockey games. Like, they, they said it right away. So, but here's the thing, too. Bro wasn't playing. So I, I feel like it's if he was betting on hockey games, like, who cares? Like, he's not okay. out there. He can't do anything. Exactly. Like, but, oh, hey, here we go. Here we go. This is my buddy, Darren. I'm, I'm bringing, hey, ladies and gentlemen of the Fans for Sports Network and NHL Nightly, I give you Darren Ogle. What's up, Darren? You got, hey, can you guys Darren? hear me? Yeah, yeah, got you, yeah. Liam and Charlie, brother. Holy shit, this is my first time ever uh, anywhere on TV, anything. I love yeah. the jersey. Look my cherry. Yeah, Dude, I love it. On a night that the ads were broke. They, uh, man, yeah, what they, was, they looked what like was going on there. Out there. They just couldn't pet. They were uninspired. It was painful. Yeah. I think we had a theory that, like, they were 2-12. and 12. Going into New York, the last fourteen, and apparently I read that it's well, it's New York, right? So they, I think they go there and usually have a good time before the game. And uh, Rico brought up a good point. Like if you were a coach, you'd say, "Look, you know, um, we're two and fourteen against this team. We got to, you know, they could be a playoff team. Let's not hang out before the game. Maybe after the game, if you like." Or Rico said, "If you win." You can hang out after. If you lose, we're heading right out of here. So yeah, that like, yeah, I think that might be it there. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah, maybe the boys wanted to stay in New York for the night and they're like, listen, man, you're two and 12 against this team in your last 14. We're out of here. If you guys lose to the Islanders, if you guys win, we'll stay in New York for the night. You know, so just, beat- just, just keep it to an adult level because we got to take the next flight the next day. But it's a good theory. I don't know. They were all for five on the power play. That didn't help either. And like, I think they outshot Pittsburgh, didn't they? No, 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 I think. No, you're right. It, it was close. It was like, Two or four shots. Um, but they still you guys are talking about that. I'm kind of thinking that Mac probably did go out to dinner with his best bud, Sid, and Sid put some shit in his dinner or something. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. We think alike, sir. We must know each yeah. other. I was going to be like, he had dinner at Sid's and he roofied his ass. Uh, All <laughs> right. And then, then Mac brought the leftovers to the locker room and everyone's just like, hey. Yeah, I'm from Colorado, they're smoking. I one million percent think it was that shit. Yeah, Mal- some- Malkin came by and gave him the wrong, the wrong Russian gas too. Yeah, <laughs> and then he shoved his stick up rant in his nose. But yeah, <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking as you guys were talking about the game. I'm like, nope, fucking Sidney Crosby put something in McKinnon's water at the dinner table or something. So it's, uh, I was like, no. Uh, not, 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 not. Uh, and I didn't, and I'll say this, I didn't notice McKinnon a lot in the game. I was trying, what I watched, I had to turn it off. I was three, nothing. Cause there was too many other good games on Detroit was going to look like they were going to make a game out of it for a minute there with the, with the jets, but they weren't able to pull it out. And then, you know, uh, senators Islanders, that game's over by the way, three, two Islanders win. Blues are still up two nothing on the Flames. Um, Wild got the their shit pushed in by the Flyers, dude. The Flyers might be a playoff team, man, dude. You know, I'll tell you right now, if the Flyers make the playoffs, you know their executives are just like, no, <laughs> like you can only get lucky for so long. Uh, well, well, they've got. Go ahead, Pearl. Go ahead. Tortorella, man. I know. <laughs> I've been praising. I've been praising Tortorella. I say he's the great between him and Trotz, the greatest coaches of this generation. I mean, and people give me crap for that because Tortorella's got a personality. I like both of them, dude. You're not going to get anything. I mean, Trotz won my team a championship, and Tortorella won my wife's team a a conference final, and he won a Stanley Cup with the Tampa Bay. Got Vinny Lecavalier to play. Um, as a how, about the ducks, how about the Ducks down 3-1 to the Bruins, mm-hmm. undefeated yeah. Bruins and Reg. Leo in Carlson. Boston, come back and win in overtime, Mason McTavish. That yeah, is, I think he's a Swiss fire, guy, man. by the way, Darren. Mason McTavish is a Swiss guy. Darren's a Swiss, Swiss? citizen. Ooh, if you hopefully it's – yep. yeah. Hey, so, uh, so his the, favorite uh, player is yeah, Sugarello, right? Uh, is it Zuccarello? Nico Hischier. Got to go with Nico. Nico Hischier is really good. That's, Kevin, that's Kevin Nico's Fiala. fantasy team. Kevin Fiala. We still have a place in my heart for Nico Hischier. But the Avs shot Pittsburgh by two, 31-29, just FYI. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was saying when I went – before you came on, Darren, I don't know if you heard, I, I really thought the Avalanche played flying. They just got zero puck luck. 
they turned the puck over a little bit more than I wanted to see in the neutral zone. But really, for the most part, like Pittsburgh was just opportunistic and took advantage of like they pressured well defensively in the O zone. Well, yeah, that's it. And Pittsburgh was collapsing two on the puck, sometimes a third. And the Avs just never, they never adjusted. And watching the Avs, you know, I saw the pre, all the preseason games, the other six games. They were just, they looked lackadaisical. I mean, they couldn't pass the puck. They couldn't find the seams. They found them all season long. They just weren't seeing the ice tonight. I think that's what it is. And I think it, I mean, all credit to Pittsburgh. I mean, I get it. Now they're what, three and three. They're uh, people wondering if they're going to make the playoffs. But I mean, they're a good team. And they played some hard ass hockey tonight. And they wanted, they just wanted it more the Avs and the Avs just, we're kind of overwhelmed by Pittsburgh's effort. I think I, I don't think it was skill or I. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a homer, but I'm not going to call it puck luck. I think they just got out efforted by Pittsburgh. They just want they just went after it more, and the Avs are like, oh, I'm tired. Sid well, think about it game. too. Pittsburgh's coming off. They got beat badly at home by the Stars the previous game. They didn't have to leave home. They weren't on the road. The Avs are on a road trip. This is not the first game of the road trip. I didn't hate the Avs effort. I mean, I know they didn't score a goal. I, you know, Darren and I were talking on the phone earlier and we talked a little bit about the uh, um, idea of maybe Patrick Kane being on the Colorado Avalanche. I think that would be the perfect fit for them. No, we talked a little bit about this before, right, boys? <laughs> Perlo's a real big fan of Patrick Kane going there. No, I, I like it. I read. You go on cap friendly, and then you're like, uh, "Yeah, I'm we're three hundred thousand short of the league minimum." I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm not. I would mean to be great if he went there, but there's no way Colorado is going to take Kane. They're an analytics team, and Kane is horribly horrible analytically the last two three years. They they don't. They would not accept somebody like Kane. I. Well, at this stage of his career, at this stage of his career, like uh, I don't think Colorado would definitely would do that. Leafs are up three-one, and uh, there is sort of another semi-unique aspect of the Avs and their management, McFarland and Sackick. I don't know; I can't speak for other teams. I've been an Avs fan since I went to my first Denver Spurs game in 1975, but I do know that a lot of times when they're talking about bringing a guy on, making a trade or signing somebody, McFarland will go to some of the guys like the McKinnon, the Rantanen, uh, the Cogliano, the Jack Johnson, and they'll ask him, what do you think about this guy? What do you know about him? Guys have been around for a while that know other people in the league. Is this guy going to work well in our locker room? Because I think that's what the Avs really pride themselves on. And I know we talked about the McKinnon being a little bit too much at times, but the locker room chemistry is so good that he gets away with that and people buy in. And I wonder if that's not an issue for Kane, if they don't think that he'll really fit in and gel with the guys. I know kind of from what I heard, like Thomas Tatar, that whole anomaly where everybody was saying, nah, Pittsburgh, he's going to the Islanders, somewhere in the East. Then out of the blue, an hour before it's announced he's signing, people are seeing him skating at practice with the Avs. Because they thought he'd yeah. do good with it. So it's kind of a personality thing. Is and he with them this year? 
as much as no. I like the idea of a cane, that skill coming, I don't know if he fits. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I mean, know, dude, coming from a guy who watches the team, I'm I love hearing your opinion on it because um yeah, I mean, dude, you know your team, man. And sometimes you're like, like, you know, when the Cavs traded for Marty Erat and gave up Philip Forsberg, I was like, that feels like a bad trade. And then that, I was not that wrong. was a horrible trade. <laughs> worst, maybe the worst trade in NHL history. It's well, up there. It's up there for sure. Yeah, yeah it's one. up there. That was a bad one. Yeah, that was a pretty smart general manager that made that move too, and uh, you know. Yeah, David Boyle. You think he's been yeah. doing it for a long time? Forty yeah. something years. He just pretty retired. intelligent dude. Just had a bad yeah. day. <laughs> that was a bad day. Yeah, he fleeced George McPhee, but George McPhee got the last laugh. He has a Stanley Cup with the Vegas Golden Knights now. So yeah, yeah. David Boyle never won a cup. No. But he did do a like no he he no he was a hell of a GM man yeah he's just like Chris McFarland which I try to remind people like he gets all indignant Joe Sackick never take Patrick Kane I go well Joe Sackick is the president of hockey ops and the general manager is Chris McFarland for the Colorado Avalanche so we're you know we're clear I believe he makes the personnel decisions I'm sure Joe Sackick supports well he brought in. When Sackick was manager, it was still more of a 80-20, 80, 80 Sackick, 20 McFarland. I think they've kind of switched it 70-30 McFarland Sackick. Don't think that Joe didn't have doesn't have a say, and don't think that McFarland didn't have a say when Joe was GM. So I think we're still No, I mean I think a lot of people thought McFarland had a lot to do with your drafts. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. he the guy that I mean I remember when when McKinnon got drafted, everybody was saying Seth Jones was the number one pick. Including and the pedigree was there. Shit, man. And he was from Colorado. Yeah. Like Eddie Popeye Jones was his dad. He was a he was a basketball star, if you guys don't remember. But uh so Seth Jones, like coming from big stock. Uh so anyway, oh, we're getting all ah, right. We're getting Twitch spam, man. I love it. Hey, I got one question for you guys that I kind of wondered for a while. Go ahead. What, what's up with – what's the deal with Calgary? They should be good, but yeah. they can't get their crap together. What's hey, the deal? Perlo, you want to take this one, Perlo? Well, I'm pretty sure you're going to go to me on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I want you to do it. Perlo's sure. in Edmonton, by the way. Rico's in Barrie, I'm, Ontario. I'm in Edmonton, yeah. And I'm um, in good old Anchorage, Alaska. They have a very, I mean, that Kachuk trade killed him, man. Yeah. Not Goudreau, Kachuk, that killed him. Huberto is a just absolute ditz. Uh, he's a wonderfully talented guy, but he's selfish as hell. And uh, he in they paid him $10.5 million and it's, it's going to be the Huberto show there. Uh, no coach will be able to rein him in. They couldn't rein him in before, and they're not going to rein him in now. Uh, it's that is just absolutely terrible, terrible contract that they he he'll never ever in a million years live up to that contract. It looks a lot so, better than Darnell Nurse, but just saying. No, I'm gonna go. No, no, no. I'm gonna the be Darnell Rick Nurse contract here. is way better than that Huberto contract. That's bad. I'm gonna yeah. be ripped from Red Deer. What did we talked about? What did you, Darren? I don't know if you happen to hear what Zadorov said. Did you hear what oh. Zadorov said? Zadorov was a former app, so I, I'm sure you'd like him. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is good too. Yeah. So uh, Nikita Zadorov said the main thing is we're not we're just not working as a unit. He tells reporters, we have too many individuals playing as themselves. We have to figure out if we want to play as a team or play as our own guy. We're only mm-hmm. six games into the season. We're already trying to figure out who wants to play for who. Uh, it was poignant. I I dug the shit out of it. Um, I, I obviously am a Closet Flames fan. Uh, you know, my family, I got family from that area and stuff. So I just, uh, Calgary's always held a special place in my heart. Um, you know, that's a beautiful area of the country. Uh, it's sad, man. They're in a bad shape. I was just expecting more out of Calgary, but something's wrong. I heard Noah Hannafin wants out. Yeah. So that seems to be recently, uh, Elliot Friedman's reported that, that they're starting to look good on re-signing. I think Daryl was a problem for a lot of the – he just can't – you know, I just think – I love Daryl. Perlo will tell you, we both thought if he would have – I don't know what the hell he was doing in that Edmonton series. I I just thought Calgary two years ago was primed for Bear to win the Stanley Cup. They just felt like a Stanley Cup team. They had Kachet Grit. They had good defensive depth. They had Markstrom. You know, we expected him to be good every year. I actually feel like Markstrom has not been the problem this year for them either. He's actually played well in the games I've watched. It's just they're not playing well defensively. And they're not getting secondary scoring. I think once their young guys get their legs under them, they're going to be a little bit better off. But, yeah, I'll say this, though. I, I, I'm if I, It's Edmonton I'm concerned about. Like, if I'm an Edmonton fan, I'm losing my mind. We talked about this yesterday. I don't want to go into this too much. By the way, Rangers are up one nothing on Edmonton. So, yeah. um, I think Leafs are going to win that game. Again, knowing that Scott Wedgwood was in there, uh, I think Matthews. Did Matthews make it four? It's still 3-1. Okay. 3-1 with 2.58 to go, though. But the news is Tyler Bertuzzi. And Mitch Marner, is that Marner's first goal of the year too? I thought Marner hadn't netted a goal yet. Um, and that, uh, the Rangers' uh, goal scorer was Adam Fox. Yes, fantasy. I've got Adam Fox on my fantasy team. So, um, uh, by the way, I'm facing you uh, this week, Steve, and I'm stomping the shit out oh, of yeah, you. Oh, yeah, I have a horrible team, dude. I'm, I'm like 40 points no. ahead of you already. <laughs> I didn't know. How, I didn't even know how to work the phone and stuff, and I was like, "Oh my, right, whatever, dude! <laughs> excuses, excuses. You've had plenty of time to fix it now. Yeah. If you study analytics, you can figure out fantasy." Well, Darren, you don't have to hang out, man. I really appreciate. It. We're gonna hang out probably till the end of the Edmonton Rangers game, so this could be a long podcast. So I don't want to keep you, but you're welcome to hang out and just BS with us and talk hockey. Um, I'll do that later. I'll take. I'm sitting on my couch for six weeks with nothing to do. Show the cast. Show the cast. Show the ab theme cast. I showed the boys yesterday. Hey, boys, this is – look at his cast. (laughs) I told him fucking quit cage fighting on the weekends, but he won't listen to me. Yeah, well, the cage is a long way away, and I can't get out of my apartment. So, to hell with it. You know. It's got one of your boys there stopping By the way. What? Uh – 
Yeah, Andrew, we talked about Pentel at the beginning of the show. You can go back and watch the beginning. I kind of went over it. Um, we could talk about it later, but we, we'll take calls later maybe. But, yeah, just go back and watch the beginning of the show, man. We talk about Pinto. That was what we led the show off with. So, um, Go ahead, Darren. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Uh, I forgot. But I know okay. the the com- interesting comparison with the, uh, the Bertuzzi hit on Moore for 21 games, 20-game suspension, yeah. and then Pinto gets 41. Um, yeah. I guess I can – I can kind of rationalize that from the league standpoint in the fact well, that. Well, different time. Well, d- different time, yes. But I think the big thing in thinking about like basketball, baseball, even like the Pete Rose thing, um, they're trying they're, they're trying to make a statement. They're pr- trying to protect the integrity of the game. I mean, they got oh, no, I get- complaining about officiating, but gambling kind of affects the integrity of the whole game and it's uh yeah but perception. it's a pr thing so they have oh to- no i one million i one million percent agree with you i i that is one hundred thousand percent the reason he is getting a 41 game suspension that is half the season if you do not know folks so uh and they are counting the beginning of the year for him because even though he's not under contract don't ask me how the f that works but, you know, Ottawa's getting him for cheap now, right? They're getting him for cheap for at least this year now. Honestly, if you're Pinto, you signed for the men. Yeah. You'd be, like, grateful that you didn't get, like, sent to the minors and well, released. It's not only that, you can't start a suspension until he signs. Because I'll tell another thing, too, if that would have happened, if they had released him for the condition – Edmonton would have picked him up and it would have just made me mad because everybody would have justified it. Oh yeah, but they need the help. I only read the headline and I get contracting, but I thought something said that the suspension was retroactive to the beginning of the season. It is. It is. That is true. I read, but but if he signs in February, does the suspension start there or back? No, I I think that they are counting the beginning of the NHL season as the start of his suspension. So he's already served like seven games in their mind. So I believe this too, and what I've read from Frank Saravelli and Elliot Friedman and all the uh, Bruce Garriock who broke the story, we should give Bruce Garriock the credit for the breaking of this news. But I first saw it from Saravelli. And then I was on his show and Matt Larkin was on for him today because he was traveling. So he broke the story while he was traveling. But anyway, he broke the story from Bruce. I thought Bruce Garriock, if I'm out of turn, somebody let me know in the chat. But I think Garriock from, he covers the Sens, broke the story. But from what I understand, the senators have known for months. Like this happened in August or something that they learned. So well, no, but for me, no, no, no. I think they were. I think the NHL asked them to keep it quiet. And what I think is amazing is they were able to, because in this day and age, nothing is secret for very long. Like we know, like we know, you know what's like back doing, yeah. So, 
And so I, I, and I think Pinto was also grateful from what I understood to the Ottawa senators for keeping it quiet. So, um, you know, because the fans were like screaming his name at the game the other day. We want Pinto. Did you not hear that in the Ottawa game? So, yeah, I mean, I could hear him doing it. And they kept showing Dorian throwing a coffee. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's one of the greatest memes ever is Peter Dorian throwing a coffee up against the wall. So, uh, real quick score update. And then uh, I want to hear, uh, we'll talk a little more games. This Edmonton game, should, uh, I have to make sure we're 1 1. That's ha- our 1 0. We're halfway over. Jonathan Quick looks good. He's got pl- mid playoff beard. Blues are beating the Flames two nothing. I don't know what to make of the Blues. Where are we at on them? Have you? I haven't gotten to watch a lot of them this year. How are we feeling? The blues? They're, Leafs are I up don't four think one. There's much there. What do you think, Rico? Yeah, yeah, way going out of the playoffs, right? But say, yeah, I got St. Louis going to the playoffs. I mean, who scored tonight? Kapanen and Nick Letty? I mean, that just goes to show that Calgary is a complete mess right now. This was a must yeah. win for this team tonight. If there was a yeah. must win on the season, it's tonight for Calgary. <laughs> and they're getting shut out. And they're getting out shot. Dude, you nailed, are you watching that game? You nailed it. Kapanen and Nick Letty did score for them. I wanted to verify. I thought you were being hilarious. You were yeah, being yeah. accurate yeah. and hilarious. It's true. I'm not watching. I'm just keeping an eye on yeah. it. Yeah. 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 No, Robert is, uh... Robert Thomas, man. No points from him. Cairo blanked on the board. Nothing from him. Kevin Hayes has an assist, though. See, man, I wanted Kevin Hayes. I was hoping he would sign with the Caps. He just feels like a DSP for the Capitals, Devontae Smith Pelly. That guy got inserted into the lineup and the Caps win the Stanley. You just need those guys sometimes. They aren't the greatest hockey players, but they're smart. They keep the locker room loose. Kevin Hayes feels like but he's so, Kevin Hayes is overpaid, though, is he not? No, now he's making oh. nothing because he got bought out, right? Oh, that's so right. Philly that's bought right. him out. So, yeah, they yeah. signed him for like 275 or something. Now he gets all his other money, but I'll look on Cap Friendly. But uh, I believe he doesn't make shit. You know, well, the Leafs just did it. Four-one. Johnny Tavares goal, empty netter. Yeah, I saw the empty netter. You guys, it was over though. The game was over. So, yeah, yeah Toronto. But Darren, Darren is not a big Leafs fan. He likes to root against them. In fact, I don't but, know. Uh, it's me and my kids' thing. I don't know where it came from. We're just used to his boys play hockey too. Or well, you're one still playing, right? He's playing comp, right? Yeah, he's a senior. He plays here in Colorado for Dakota Ridge. He's uh, hoping to get a high draft pick in the beer leagues after high school, but he's having fun. Oh, he's not gonna go. He's not gonna go to college with it. Probably not. He's. I love my not kid, gonna, but he's not gonna play club hockey. He's not gonna play club hockey, dude. Club oh. hockey is like being in a fraternity. You were in a yeah. fraternity. Phi Gamma Delta. Darren's a Phi Gamma alum. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go Fiji's right. Most famous Phi guy. This, yeah, this, you know, I'm a good friend. And I remember this shit about you, Darren. Yep. Um, most famous uh, Fiji, Jack Nicholas, right? Okay. See, look at that. Look at that, dude. Damn. Look at that. Jeremiah with a memory. That's impressive <laughs> for our age. That's really impressive. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not 50 yet, bro. Yeah, I know. Oh, you 
you're older. <laughs> hey, yeah. Darren. Dar- so Darren and I hit it off. He went. He's from Colorado. He went to the University of Montana, which is about 60 miles south of where I'm from. So we, immediately, if you know anything about Montana, you're good in my book. Like we would get drunk in his room. I've got pictures here in the room somewhere. I could probably pull it up where we're, we're behind a Montana flag. That's in his room. We're wearing cowboy hats and drinking beer and listen to REO speed wagon and trying to get out of the next trip to Thailand by, uh, you came up with the idea of field expedient hang gliding. Yeah. Yeah. Not have to go to Thailand. Yeah. (laughs) That was your idea. Yeah. Making, uh, hang gliders out of ponchos. I never went to Thailand. I didn't go. I I got my Thai jump wings. In fact, I got them right here. I got them right here. Here's the Thai jump wings. In fact, they're kind of Calgary Flames colors right there. The Thai jump wings. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Darren and I were – so I kind of consider him one of my better friends. And then he dated a girl that he eventually married, and that's who his uh, wife's uh, kids – that's your kids from your wife or former wife, sorry. Ex-wife. Bring up bad news. Uh, But you – and you stayed in Alaska after you got out. Well, I never left after I got out. So, you know, you borrowed my truck to drive up to see Dawn and Fairbanks and – I had your Bronco for a while. That's coming up on 25 years ago, dude. Dude, Damn. isn't that crazy? That doesn't even feel like that. I feel Sometimes like it feels like yesterday I got out of the 501st. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, so, at least you're out. Yeah, it's all war there. buddies reminiscing about war stories. And we didn't. We weren't at war when we served. We we basically majored in. Darren was. I always joke. Darren was in a fraternity where he drank beer and majored in beer drinking just to join the army and drink some more beer for another yeah. four years. You're right. We as a group were not at war, but I was at war with Jim Moore, who oh, yeah. was in our platoon, the biggest diehard Red Wings fan. Rico is a Red Wings fan. Yep. That those were brutal times. The late nineties. Yeah, between me and one other guy. Ad, Ad yeah, this guy lived on the floor. I so Darren lived down the hall from me this way, and Jim lived across the hall from me this way. And Jim would always have his door open, cranking music. When and we playoff hockey was a must. Everybody on our floor were all diehard hockey fans. So Jim is from Flint, Michigan. He's 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 from there. He's not a bandwagon or anything. He's a Detroit guy. Like that's the team he should root for. And the Claude. Lemieux, the night and the, the all that stuff was going on. The Claude Lemieux, Darren McCarty, that is the greatest. I mean, I love that era. It was so, and I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I mean, I was probably rooting for the Colorado over the Red Wings just because the Red Wings had won and Jim was an ass. And, yeah. and I like Darren. Like, we've been buddies for a long time. So, and I like, I love Jim and, I don't really care now, but the, you know, I always just root for the underdog. And of course, of course I rooted for Ray Bork, which was not a popular thing to do here in Alaska. Cause Scott Gomez played for the, uh, for the uh, devils at the time, but <laughs> you still won two, man. I mean, like it's good. You still won two cops, bro. It is. But I remember <laughs> the red wings as rivalry did spill out onto our floor between me and more. Did you guys me get more good friends by the way? But yeah. Huh? Did you get into fisticuffs with him? No, we but we rolled around on the floor a few times. Yeah, but just, that was just fun. That was just, that rest, was just, more, that was just yeah. barracks wrestling, right? 
Yeah. That was all good because of the Red Wings and Avs. Those were so good, man. And I just remember just enjoying that. I don't remember you guys being real. It was all it was all tongue in cheek, but it was very there was some vitriol spilling into the hallways, man. And you know, alcohol was a big part of that too, but still just good times with that. I, I just I, was, the Red Wings. I actually miss that the Red Wings aren't in that conference anymore. I wish they would just do away with the conferences, boys, and go to these regional teams. Because Colorado Detroit should be in the same division. I just it just needs to happen. It's too good. Yeah. It's too good, man. And now you can't tell me. Now I know Boston, Montreal is a good one. And, you know, Boston and Toronto or whatever. But to me, that Red Wings avalanche will be the best rivalry in hockey forever and always. That was so good. And I hope it gets there again. They just need to figure it out. So Ed Salty says he misses playing the Hawks. He's a he's so by the way, my mod Darren is a he's a Wings and Avs fan. So yeah, I, I saw he, that. Salty Avs. But you know what though? He's you know what? These young kids, man, they, they weren't alive for it now. A lot of them weren't born in the 90s. So yeah. they never <laughs> even saw oh, you guys they remember the Avs Red Wing stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Rico. He's a huge Iserman fan. Yeah, man, I was born in '79, man. Like I, I wore Eiserman. I was at the '93 uh, Leafs playoff game against Detroit. I attended the game in Toronto. That was the series Borchevsky ended it, and that was the first Leaf game back home. I think it was Game Three, and it was amazing, man. I had my Eiserman jersey on. I was a little kid, like born in '79. That was '94, so yeah, it was un- unbelievable. I was a Wings fan growing up my whole life, and like when Shanahan and McCarty and just, I, I wish I had a doll with pins, put, put needles in like a Claude Lemieux doll, man. Like I was just that guy. I was just. You made a lot of money selling that back then. I know. And he was so, yeah, elusive. I mean, that... he was so elusive, man. And, he would get uh, so much. And dude, if I lived down the hall from an abs fan, I'd probably be rolling around the carpet with him too, man. Been there. <laughs> it was yeah, great, no, dude. I bet you would have. Rico and I have the saying there, by the way. That's one of the reasons why Rico and I kind of probably connected is because I, Stevie Eisenman is, to me, the greatest male human on the planet. I'm a huge, huge, huge Eisenman fan. I, like, he's one of, he's my favorite all time. So, and I'm not, and I'm, I've never been a Wings fan, but Stevie Eisenman was the shit. Well, is he still the shit? Is the Iser, Iser plan going to work is. out? I think it is. I think it's looking real good, man. Debrinket was a nice piece that they unexpectedly. I don't think they were. I don't think they were prepping for that. Like, and it's made all the difference for Dylan Larkin this year. Every, I mean, they lost today, but you know what, man? Jets are playing with heavy hearts. Bo, Rick again. Shout out to Rick Bonus's wife. She had a seizure and he's staying i guess he's home now and that's good news i heard that today on the broadcast but uh they said red wings had 36 shots on goal also we forget too like if we said i said earlier to darren ottinger probably the best goalie in the western conference i still believe that but you know i mean Hellybuck's no slouch either he's won the fesna twice so it's like we kind of forget also american you know <laughs> just I, a hell of a goalie he is. I'm surprised he signed in Winnipeg. I I got the vibe he wanted out of Winnipeg, then he's go signs for seven years. 
took me by surprise. Eight and a half million reasons he signed in Winnipeg. He ain't getting that up. I'm telling you right now, that's the last goalie we'll ever see get that kind of payday. Until the cap goes way up, I I think the the top end goalies are going to make six, seven million. That's going to be the top of the thing. I think an average of three to five million is what you're going to see because these teams are going to platoon goalies now, too. They're showing like, they, you know, when the Avs won, they don't consider Kemper's. And I heard some people dogging Kemper. I don't know, man. He didn't play last night. We won. But, like, I don't know. He just had a kid, man. Like, I'm going to give the guy a pass. Plus, I hope the Cavs are terrible. Let's get some – that. there's some young talent coming up. I wouldn't mind number one overall. And, you know, Seattle needs to get some talent back in their, in their lineups. You know, they're still too young. They're probably three or five years away to be in a real good, good team. So, they need to add – and we know what San Jose is. I mean, they're in the midst of a full-on rebuild. So I'm gonna drop. I'll drop. They're a pretty good AHL team. Yeah, yeah. I there's AHL teams that would. Be oh, crazy. you're talking about? Hey, but Mackenzie Blackwood, bro. That's another guy. He that one game where Colorado was no. playing them, and they were winning one nothing. The Sharks and Colorado was. I every I watched the game, and uh, Colorado was just. I think they had like 75 shots on goal by the end of that game, dude. It was ridiculous. You know what game I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And then what? Colorado won 2-1, but it was like – and it was ridiculous. It was literally like – this was like Colorado was this wave that would just go into the ozone and they wouldn't leave. And they just were just – and they couldn't score – and it was like I was like, oh my god, this is like this is like the longest power play except for it's not a power play I've ever seen. It was like NHL twenty two, uh, yeah, yeah. It was some yeah, it was some EA Sports stuff there, yeah, for sure. But I think a goalie uh, goalie's really only as good as the D in front of them. I mean, look at Gibson, and now you're talking about Blackwood. You can get one of those games and just have night of your life and stop seventy shots. But over the course of a season, you're only as good as the defense in front of you and. I'm a Kemper fan, but is yeah. was he worth five million? Whatever. The Caps needed him more. I feel like no, the no, Caps no. felt like they, they needed him more. They, they did, but more. I mean, he's good, and you can't really take anything away because he's got a Stanley Cup. He won a Cup, yep, got it. Much. But he's a function of the defense in front of him. He had a really good D. Gibson's really good. He doesn't have anyone in front of him. Yeah, you know, I think John Gibson so, is one of the most underrated players in the NHL. Yeah. In fact, but, I would love to see him on the Colorado Avalanche. That that year that Colorado won the cup just recently, they had only um I think they only had two players on the team. I'm an analytics guy. There were there were negative defensively. And and forwards and and it's, see the thing is their forwards were great two-way players, most of them. And um, the defense, of course, we already know, right? Um, That's the reason why you don't need the goaltending if you build your team like that. Like a team like L.A., if they think that they're going to win with Talbot, not a chance, not the way they play. Same as the Oilers, you know, those those teams need elite goaltending because they they play a a terrible man-on-man or or hybrid system and it doesn't work with a dam. But a team like Vegas – Last year, when they had Hill, or or and I mean, they Logan Stone is, Stone is one of the best two way players of this generation, 
And then you got Eichel, who's above that. Like they, their whole team was. He's not above average. average. He is so good defensively. I, I watched him this year. And for his offense? So, yeah. I just yeah. vividly remember, again, I repeat myself a lot on this show, but we always get new viewers. And uh, I, I just remember two plays where Eichel went down and skated with McDavid, took the puck right off his stick and threw it back up. And up one time, I know it led to a goal. And just remember seeing it and being like, okay. He just ripped the big uh, – it was the reason I thought he deserved the con Smythe over Marcia So. I just felt like his two-way play – and he had really good numbers too. He just didn't have all the goals that Marcia So had, which, you know, I get it. There's a lot of people that thought the year that Ovechkin won it, Kuznetsov could have got it. Don't disagree. It is what it is. Probably I makes it even more pathetic that Kuznetsov has never played like that ever, ever again. Uh, but, um, you know. I, Eichel should have had it last year. I agree. Yeah. And I, then I, and then you have Carlson, who's an elite, elite defensive forward. Like, their forwards, uh, not all of them were the greatest. I think Cotter was the only one that was really below, below average. Cotter wasn't with them last year, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, and, and they didn't play him, and that makes sense, right? So Yeah, he wasn't with them. He was playing in their age. All these teams that think that they don't need goaltending, you better look at the rest of the team of Vegas, man. That team is unbelievable. Yeah, but I'll say Vegas. this, though. Aiden Hill is – you know Aiden – it's just what I'm seeing the same thing with Justin Wall in Toronto. He's a big goalie. Oh, yeah, I love Wall. Doesn't yeah. overplay. He just stays. You know, you. I think a lot of times the players overthink it. Got a lot of guys shoot in the same spots. Uh, I'm wearing uh, Doug Gilmore, Rick Smith, Canadian legend, Olympic gold medalist. Oh, yeah. Rick Smith in our chat. Nice to have you again, Rick. Appreciate you showing out and being in sporting. I love it. Um, yeah, I wore the Doug Gilmore. We were talking about Calgary a little bit earlier. Um, and I just was like, oh, I'll rep the Flames, man. I, I had the Flames jersey. So 2 nothing Rangers, by the way. Dude, I'm saying if I said 10 games, if they go 10 games, they don't get another win. I think they are going to fire the coach. Yeah, they what are they going to do? What can they? Do? What? I know they change. shouldn't. They shouldn't. But I don't think they should. I, I, and for I, look, Edmonton fans don't get mad at me. I don't want them to fire Woodcroft. I, I'd like to see the guy get a chance. But Edmonton no has gone through. At what point do you say is it the coaches or it's the players? At no point before at least 10 or 15 games. And especially if you got McDavid, I don't know. He's out. He's out, by the way. And I He's think they're out for a week or two, though. Okay. But, I think they're underplaying it. I think, I, I, I think I'm, I'm, an oil, I'm an Oilers fan, by the way. I live in Edmonton. I live in Edmonton, and I'm an Oilers <laughs> fan. And I'm t this team is going nowhere. I don't care if you got McDavid. I don't care if you got Drysaddle. They, they have been playing this system and beating their head against the wall in this stubborn old school nonsense that you got to play like it's 1985. 
And you're not going to win in this league. I don't care who you have on your team playing like that. I don't care. Well, we just knew this too, Perlo. You you brought up, and I should have listened to you on this more. I should have given you more credence on this. You brought up the Seattle Kraken and their shooting percentage being the best Mm -hmm. in the league last year. And that just never repeats. So I just have to say, I 1 million percent am now on board with you. and, And this is what I have to say about the Edmonton Oilers. There was no godly way they were going to be 40% on the power play forever and ever. That's a lot of puck luck and stuff too. And there were goals that they scored. I was like, that doesn't happen to every team. That's that's a good point. (laughs) It's going to be a point when you're not getting those goals and that puck luck. And I see a lot of the perimeter play from them and not really doing, and then being, I just think those MFers thought they were better than they are. They went into and peep everybody else is like, oh, we saw 18 out of the 20 Sportsnet experts pick Edmonton to win the Stanley Cup. We're bringing it to Edmonton like they're the Stanley Cup champions. Oh, yeah, you're going to win the Stanley Cup? Well, maybe no, because we're going to beat your ass in the regular season. And they're losing, look, they're losing to better teams. And, and, you know, I can't wait to watch. Isn't it next weekend? The out. Oh, Rico's back. We get Rico back. Isn't it uh, next week that we have the uh, Heritage Classic? Yeah. Like, yeah. thank you, by the way, KQ. I appreciate you if you if you're thinking. Or if it's uh, if you're thanking Ar- Darren for his sick jersey, that's awesome too. It might just a 20th anniversary McKinnon jersey, just like everybody else has. So okay. I'm pretty sure it's yours. <laughs> I here's my Avs jersey. I'll get my Avs. I I couldn't find an Avs thing, so I've got this. See, that's that's sick. Joe Sackick, Nordiques. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like yeah. this one. Yeah, I'll wear that one to the game, man. But I still want to get him a. I'm gonna try to go to a game next year with Darren. You know, yeah. it's a write off for the show, baby. Going to games and stuff. So go visit my friends and. Yep. Sit with him in his season tickets. Section so, 34, Ball Arena. That's right. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Mid, that's mid-level, right? Yeah, that's the club level. That's, and right behind, us level. Is, right behind us, our section, that's the Giro stand. Great Giro. Nice. nice. And a very big bar. Sounds, so, yeah. Now I'm starving for Eros. Now I'm starving for Eros. Okay, There's, real quick. What's this hockey the Giro? I know. Real quick for the fans in the chat, I'm just going to recap the scores because I didn't get my lazy ass didn't get the scoreboard up today. I'm sorry, uh, I couldn't type all those emojis. Perlo was in here early, bothering me. Ducks win four three overtime in Boston. That's a crazy one. Three two Hurricanes win four one. Jets beat the Red Wings in Detroit. Uh, heartbreaker for the Blue Jackets up three one. Lost to Canadians four three in overtime. Penguins manhandled the Avalanche. Wasn't a good game. The Lightning almost put a touchdown up on the uh, San Jose Sharks at home in Tampa Bay in Emily Arena. Uh, Flyers went and beat the tar out of the wild 6-2. I'm so glad I picked up Couturier. (laughs) Nobody wanted him, and he was in her thing. I was like, oh, I'm going to get him, and he had a goal tonight. Uh, Senators beat the uh, lose to the Islanders on the aisle 3 2. Bor Horvat's finally getting going for them. Uh, Maple Leafs win 4 1. Rico's Leafs 
win 4-1. Mr. Riveros, by the way, was at the game. Hot Take Hockey was at the game. He's down in uh, Texas doing some work. And so he got to go to the game. Yeah, I was texting with him a little bit about it. It was pretty sweet. Okay, Blues, Flames, still 2-0 Blues. We got the whole third period there. Rangers are up 3-0 now. On the, Your goal scorers are defenseman Adam Fox, defenseman Brandon Schneider, and Alexei Lafreniere. Oh, man, Lafreniere. They really need him to get going this year, too. I think he's, got, I think he's doing really good for them this year. What do you guys, have you seen him play? I'm going to get some more water. Well, it's not surprising. I mean, the people have been putting way too much pressure on that freaking kid. He wasn't supposed to be the second coming of Sidney Crosby. He was—he was a big kid with a with a good set of tools, but I mean, he had a lot to learn, and they didn't even like put bring him back to junior. So they—they've been working on the fly with him. He—he's going to end up being real a really good player for sure. Um, but you know, the way they developed him wasn't probably very good for, uh, getting him like for his speed of his progression. Isn't so, that a problem in the NHL? You just throw these kids right in with it's on the same line. What's that? Are they still playing Lafreniere with, I think, are they still playing Lafreniere with, I think, who was it, Kako and somebody else? I think. Is, are he is he playing with the same players as last year? I'm no, looking up. I think so. I'm looking it up right now. I'm looking it up right now. I don't even know why I haven't. I think are they playing him on the right yeah. side? I'd be interested yeah. to see who he's playing. With. He's playing right wing. He's playing right wing, and he, I'll pull it up. I'll, I'll pull it up for everybody on the, that's yeah. in the chat. Um, he was struggling with that. That was the other thing. He was drafted as a left winger. But they had Panarin and and uh, Kreider already, right? So where does where is he gonna fit? And the whole thing was that they had to convert him to a right winger, and he's not a natural right winger. Um, so he has that to contend with as well. Like he, they kept on putting him on the left, but really they left needed here. him on the right hand side. And this year, it looks like he's catching on. And if he is, I mean. Well, Panarin and Keetle are good line mates, too. It helps to play with, like. Salty Wings players. and fan called it the Panarin and Cheetle line. Heedle. That's pronounced Heedle. Heedle, yeah. Philip Heedle, I know. <laughs> it's, actually, oh. it's actually HTL, but. He, he just says, just a heel. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's their power play. So here's uh, a question for you, though. And there, there so saying them. that, do you think he would have he would have benefited from a year in the AHL or WHI? Oh, wow. Yeah, he should have, dude. He was no, not no. ready to be in the NHL. But how many, honestly, kids, like, how many of these kids have come in? Junior. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Junior. But here's the problem. I think with Alexei Lafreniere specifically is because he was a number one overall pick, it's almost expected now that if you're the number one overall pick, you come and you play in the NHL. 
And that's not always the case. Sometimes it's better for these guys to go as mm-hmm. the bad thing is, for, I think Lafreniere might have been if he didn't play in the NHL, he was going to play in the Quebec Major Junior League. What they need to do is change these fucking rules so these kids can get onto a professional team and play in the Always Hungry League and the, or, you know, instead of the Quebec, you know, the CHL, man, or the US, US Development League. That's stupid. Let I'd rather be in college. Just go do college. You're going to play good talent there. You're not going to play too many games. So I don't worry about you getting injured. You know, you're going to pay, you're going to play like half of what you'd play in the NHL, but you're playing with men. You got, I think it's better. I think college right now, and we're seeing it now in the, a lot of great college kids now are coming in and they're doing one year, but they're doing it and they're getting bigger and I mean, I'm telling you, I think the college scouting is the teams that are winning the draft are teams that are count, scouting these colleges and getting these college players. Work pretty they good with McCarr. What? Yeah. Work, worked out good for McCarr. Yeah. And go back and do that draft over. He's not going number one. I had him number one. What was that? Was that uh was that Austin Matthews draft though? No, no, that was uh, uh Heesher, I think, went before him. And then, of course. The yeah, I mean, I, I love Heesher. I bet if you ask New Jersey Devils if they'd rather have Nico Heesher or Kale McCarr, they yeah. would probably say Kale McCarr. Yeah. I had McCarr number one. I, I couldn't understand. I know he was in uh, – it was a high school kid. But, I mean, that guy was insane. His improvement was absolutely off the wall. Like, I had him number one in that draft. Salty says. Patrick, Patrick, whatever, Philadelphia. He's, like, in Vegas now. He's he's had a headache his whole career. Yeah, that's that's bad luck. Real quick, let me get what Salty. Salty says, Jeremiah, the other factor is how can it impact these CHL markets to bring in more people? I get that, but the thing is, there's always young kids coming up, Salty, to feed those CHL teams. They don't need a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old because he can't play pro because of the stupid rules. You have to be a certain age or whatever. And it, and honestly, some of these kids, Lafreniere, in my opinion, shouldn't play the first two years in the NHL. He just yeah. wasn't ready. Kako is the yeah. same. Yeah. They, but Kako was a number yeah. two overall pick. And the pressure – now, in fairness to Kako, he was playing in the Finnish Elite League, so he was playing against Ben. But I don't think it would have hurt him to go back and play in the Finnish Elite League for a year. Oh, yeah. For sure. The Rangers rushed their rebuild, and then they got rid of Gorton, and we've talked about this. They've made some questionable moves, in my opinion. I think they've actually set their team back. And they're, I think they regret that Panarin contract, too. I mean, look, he's playing second line, and you're paying him $10.5 million. Uh, just wait to see what Laviolette does with this group, though. The guy's a freaking amazing coach. Yeah, he looks like yeah. he is. I mean, they're kicking the shit out of the Oilers tonight. 3 mm-hmm. nothing. Not they're saying playing, the Oilers they're, they're, they're off to a pretty good start for a team that seemed completely disconnected last year. And Laviolette's one of the best communicators ever. Yeah, I just and think the Caps – we're not, we're so banged up and so beat. I don't think Laviolette. I mean, he got him to the playoffs two years of the mm-hmm. three, and the last year they had the like second highest, uh, you know, 
injury rate for any team. And I was like, I, all the fans were like, no, trade pieces. And, you know, we got rid of Lars Eller, big deal. We, we got rid of Orloff, big deal. You need to get rid of the. You needed to trade those guys. I actually liked what they did. I, I don't know about giving the first round up for Sandine, but I like Sandine on the Caps, you know, and, and, he, and he's, he was great yesterday against uh, uh, New Jersey, I thought. I liked what I saw from him, and he wasn't – he always made a good play. I didn't see him make a bad play, you know. So, I mean, they look – I mean, throw the second period out. But they look so good in the first and the third. So, yeah, so Salty, he scored a goal tonight. So, he's done well. That Perlo was talking about it earlier. How do you feel, Rico? Where do you think about Lafreniere playing the right wing? And what's your thoughts there? I think in a top six role playing with Panarin and Seidel or Heedle or whoever his name is, I think he's a not bad two-way centerman. So that's, it might, it hasn't helped Panarin that much. It seems like this year, but maybe Lafreniere on that team in the top six. I think if, if you're going to play him, might as well put him in a top six. Not, he's not going to do anything on the third line playing with a couple other rookies. You know, keeping them away from Kako and whoever else who was playing with last year. I think three rookies on your third line wasn't working, obviously. So I'm glad he's doing well. And I know he, he could have used it, but I mean, the Rangers are need to contend. They're like they're a fringe playoff team. I don't think they could afford to send this guy down. I think they need help in that line. Oh, no. I mean, he's on his second year. He's on his second deal now. If he got sent down, he'd go through waivers. He's definitely on. He's an RFA, but he's on a. He's yeah, on but a I mean, I mean, originally. Yeah, but originally when they put him in the lineup, like New York was that fringe team that you know they they had yeah. players on their lineup think, and they needed they needed him in their bottom six. I think they tried to rush the rebuild. I think they got rid of Gordon and they tried to rush the rebuild, and I think it's not worked out. No, oh, they got rid of Gordon, and I mean Drury has made some horrendous moves. But well, the, I don't, uh, I, I the, don't the hiring of Laviolette, the hiring of Laviolette is probably going to save him because Laviolette's going to do. Uh, I was wrong. I picked the Rangers to miss the playoffs because I didn't think these these guys were. No, he's been good for them. He's been real I, good. But for I, them. no, I didn't think it was Laviolette. I didn't think these guys. I didn't think the Panarins and. They were gonna well, the big thing with him, though, Perlo, too, is with Laviolette's style is he loves the D to jump into the rush. And, and and quite frankly, name a more talented offensive D than the New York Rangers. Not I mean, Adam many. Fox, ridiculous. DeAndre Miller, ridiculous. Schneider, who had a goal tonight, is young and good. And I get Kel McCarr, dude. I get it. I But, but offensively, none of your other defensemen scare me that much. The, oh, the Rangers have like three or four guys where I'm like, oh, they can – Truba even can throw the puck in the net. I mean, and he's playing like third line for them now. Saying Byron uh, Taze. Okay. No, I mean, I, I, I get no, I what you're saying. saying. I just doesn't McCarr is that, but I mean, hey, Adam Fox won a Norris. Like oh. he's he's on McCarr's level. He may not have the goal scaring prowess and the speed. Obviously, he's not the skater that McCarr is, but he's maybe the best passing defenseman. Like he can send it, that guy. 
Uh, and, you know, of course, American, I'm going to be biased too, but, you know, didn't he go to Harvard too? Like, like some people just have everything. No, I'm I not love taking Fox, anything away. He's not Makar. Makar's, Makar's, uh, I'm saying he, there, there, there's 31 other teams that would take, oh, uh, sure. Adam Fox on their team. Fox is that amazing, he, man. The Fox is an amazing yeah. defenseman. Yeah. He's just not you can, Makar, right? I get, is it, is it me or is Makar, it? But, Go ahead. I just think you're comparing. Sorry, a quick one about the abs. Is it me or did uh, does Sam Gerrard not look like the same player since he's since he got injured? Yeah, that's that's a good point. He's uh, go ahead, Darren. No, you're right. Um, I mean, he took that hit. I mean, you break your sternum like that, you can come back and you can heal from it. But I think mentally too, you get kind of gun shy, and I think he is kind of a half step back. Um, he doesn't spin. He doesn't move like he used to. He still, he still got it. He can still play. Uh, but you're right. I, th- I think he's he's not the same guy as he was before. And mm-hmm. I think he, he shies away. At the beginning of the season, he's tried to throw a couple hits. I don't know how long that's going to last until he takes another big shot. I mean, the guy's talented. Uh, I think $5 million a year for him is a steal. But he's a small guy, and you can't. I mean, there's basic physics at work. Small guys are gonna, they're gonna get hurt if they, you know, running into Jacob Truba, might kill him. Yeah, and that's just the way it is. And you're, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I think he's a half step back behind what he was before that hit. And that's probably more of a mental thing than anything. But how do you really fix mental issues? Gunshy, you can, I, yeah, I know, get back up on the horse, that whole thing, but. You're right. That was a that was a big ass clean hit he took. So you're yeah. I don't know. You still play on my team, but personally, I'd I'd keep him on the third line and put Manson on the second with Byram because when they're both healthy. Who are they? Oh, so Gerard's playing with Byram then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right now we got uh, Byram and Gerard as a second pair. But okay. I personally, if Manson's fully healthy, I like the Byram Manson better. Because then you have kind of the heavy hitter, and that releases Byram. Does you're saying, jump up and become elite four checker Bowen Byram, and he's up in the play on the offensive style, and Manson can cover the back. But Manson hasn't been healthy since right. somewhere middle of the playoffs of the, that Cup run. He wasn't healthy last year. He tried to come back in that Seattle series, and he's admitted since he should he had no business being there. He was just hurt too bad. So, and I think it, there's still a little something lingering there. Not sure he's fully healed, but fully healed. Yeah, I put Manson there and put Byram on the third because, just as you said, ever since that hit against St. Louis, Byram's been 90% of the guy. He's never been 100%. Okay. He's a step back. I, I, I didn't want to gloss over this, but Rick, our, our boy Rick Smith, gold medalist, in hockey, great guy. Always love having Rick in here. Rick said he had some hot takes. I was, I was like, I'm trying to read this. He goes, he goes. Oh, I'll throw it up on the thing. He goes, Makara Hughes wins the Norris, and I go, which Hughes, Rick? Because you know Luke Hughes looks pretty good at 20 years old. That's great. and he says New Jersey. He thinks Luke Hughes or Kale McCarr win the Norris. 
Blue Q. Wow. Oh. What do you guys think? I, I definitely think McCarr is winning it this year. But I didn't notice him in tonight's game much. Well, everybody's got an off night, and if he can be if he can stay healthy, yeah, but yeah. I like the Luke Hughes. That might be worth like five bucks on FanDuel. That Dude, might be Rick, a good payout. Yeah. Salty goes, our boy Salty. Can't wait for Nikolai Kovalenko to join the Avs. Oh, now we're talking next February, March. Yeah. Yeah, you think you're gonna get him in this coming or next year? Is he a, is he in the KHL under KHL yeah. contract? And as soon as that, I think that finishes up March. So and they so can have him for the playoffs with, next year. Yeah, well, come back at the end of the season, last few last few weeks of the season, and then get him for the playoffs. But what's his what's his story there with them? What do you think? What's he's what's your thing? he's a sleeper, low. What was he? Fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. I forget. He was so far down there, and just a guy they took, and he went to the KHL, and he's turned out to be the Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid of the KHL right now. Oh and, my god! Yeah, and so everybody. Oh, he plays really... for Igor Larionov's team. Salty's play, it says. Oh. Yeah, so and you know he's coached well. Then yeah, who's, who's this you're talking about? So yeah, this is uh, Nikolai Kovalenko. Yeah, Nikolai. Oh, is that is that a relation or just no relation? He is a draft pick of the Colorado Avalanche. He's His no KHL relation to the previous Kovalenko that played in the NHL. Not that I'm aware of. I don't think there's no. any relation. Oh, Andre Kovalenko, yeah. Andre, Andre yeah. Kovalenko. Yeah. yeah, he might be his dad. Who knows? I'm I'm assuming yeah. Kovalenko and in, in uh, Russia. Probably, probably a pretty like popular last name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Smith in Russia. I don't know. Yeah. No, not quite that much, I don't think. But <laughs> I don't um, know. We'll, we'll have to shelve the Kovalenko talk for a few months. See what happens. So well, and dude, I mean, the big enigma is Mafe Mishkov. Like he wasn't getting played. They moved him to the other team, and he's just tearing it up on the other team. So it's like uh, I don't know if he just didn't get along with the coach or whatever. But uh, I wonder if they could get him. Did did uh, the uh, what's over? What's over, Andrew? Four on four in the Blues game. Still two nothing Blues. Wow, they've held on to that one, man. I got Rangers 3-0, but that game's just started back up. Everything else I think is final, right, boys? We talked yep. about all the other games. Um, yep. Yeah, we don't have to hang out for the rest of this Oilers game if you guys don't want to. Yeah, actually, um, I got to head out. I got to be up. Kovalenko? Kovalenko was born in Raleigh. Maybe it is Andre Kovalenko. Okay, well, then that is a good ending point to the show then. If Perlo's got to leave, I appreciate everybody coming out for the uh, evening. We'll play the outro. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Have a good one.